Today, the province released a forensic audit into BC Housing, which is our provincial housing agency. The verdict, well, conflict rules were clearly broken. There's little to no accountability. Uh, Premier David Eby today said that uh, Shane Ramsey, who was the then CEO of BC Housing and has been the CEO, CEO for BC Housing for 22 years, uh, was actually breaking the conflict of interest agreement when it comes to decisions involving the Atira Housing Society. The Atira Housing Society was led by his wife, uh, Janet uh, Janice Abbott. Um, we learned today that Mr. Ramsey sent text messages uh, uh, telling staff to direct grants to Atira, which was a violation of conflict of interest rules. Uh, since 2018, Atira has received $120 million in funding. The report released also says there were 24 occasions where Mr. Ramsey communicated with BC Housing employees. Uh, about Atira, which, uh, as the Premier said today, was a complete violation. Joining me now to talk about Atira and BC Housing is Ravi Kalam, BC's Minister of Housing. Minister, thank you for joining us. Hey, Jazz, thanks for having me. Why did this go on for so long? I mean, this is a, it's not something that occurred uh, in a few days, over a few days, 24 separate occasions, $120 million that was doled out with very little governance, very little rule, very few rules that were followed. Why did this go on for so long in your mind? Well, there's a couple things, Jazz. Uh, one, uh, the report actually lays out pretty clearly the extent individuals went to keep uh, their activities quiet. Uh, that is one of the reasons why, um, you know, I think the board and others uh, were not aware of uh, quite the level of uh, involvement from some of these actors. Uh, second, I would say that, you know, when Premier became the Minister Responsible for Housing, uh, he heard from stakeholders that there was issues. In fact, uh, he was actually shown some of those text messages at the time. And so that's why he launched the forensic investigation. Uh, and, you know, of course, in the end of the day, we want to make sure that the public gets to see all the information that's there. We've already said that we're going to take out all the recommendations and enact them. But in the end of the day, we need to build housing. We have a housing crisis and people need the desperately needed housing that BC Housing produces. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous board was appointed by the NDP. I think it was by your previous uh, cabinet uh, the cabinet, or sorry, uh, your, your cabinet colleague in past housing minister, Selena Robinson. Why did that board refuse to fire the CEO? Well, uh, I'm not quite sure, uh, and that's something a question you have to ask the, the the board or the board members. What I can say is that when they refused to, uh, the premier took action, uh, and of course, for the premier, it was two decisions. One was he felt that uh, that the leadership change needed to happen, and and the board at the time felt uh, otherwise. But second, I think the Premier rightfully understood that BC housing needs to go through some transformational change. And and the members of the board at the time uh, didn't have that skill set to do. And so that's why we've got a new board. That's why we've got a new CEO. All that work is happening to ensure that we can continue to build housing that people desperately need. We're in a housing crisis, Mm -hmm. but we also can do it in a way that provides the accountability that everyone thinks and agrees that that should be there. Uh, How much accountability, how much blame should your government 
uh, uh, be held responsible for in my mind that people have said look you knew of some of these problems yes you investigated but you also increased funding of atira tripled funding in some cases uh, critics your critics have said that the ndp need to wear this they've been in government for six years now this is this is on their watch uh, and they continue to increase funding to atira even though they knew there are huge challenges when it comes to accountability and governance what do you say to that argument well, what I would say is that uh, the 2020, when it showed that uh, the dollars increased, has to coincide with the fact that we were in a pandemic. People were uh, desperately looking for places to live. And a lot of these contracts at the time were given to Atera. The problem, I think, fundamentally, that the report has highlighted, that uh, that the Mr. Ramsey, in particular, the, the CEO of BC Housing, uh, gave direction to individuals to give the contracts to his uh, his, his his wife's uh, not for profit, and you know not giving an opportunity for other not for profits to step in and say yes we can do some of that work. And so clearly uh, rules were broken. But I think what's fundamental here is that this investigation started in 2021, when the premier came in, he saw something was happening. He said this is not appropriate. Went to the office of controller general. They then said, okay, the only way to get at this is a forensic investigation. And that's why you have the report you have today. First time in 30 years, first time in the history of the province, a report released under Section 25 uh, with, with no redactions. And so we want to make sure that the public gets a chance to see this because in the end, we need that accountability. We believe in that accountability. No one should above the rules. But we also need to get to building this critically important housing. Will you be pushing to have Janice Abbott removed as head of Atira Housing. I know, uh, you know, she's head of this nonprofit. Uh, do, you, do you have the, the power, at least to compel, to pressure the board there to say she needs to go? Well, we, we don't. They're an independent uh, organization, so they'll have to make decisions. But I would say this, Josh, that if I were on the board and I saw the information that is presented in this report, I would take, be taking swift action to change the leadership uh, at, uh, at Atera. Uh, I was very uh, troubled to to read the Vancouver Sun and find out that uh, that uh, Miss Abbott hasn't even read the report yet. Uh, and so, if you haven't, and after three years of uh, three uh, weeks of of having it through your legal teams, taken the opportunity to even read the report, it means you're not serious enough to make the changes required in that organization. So, certainly hoping that the board takes this uh, very seriously. Uh, is there any opportunity? For legal action here, when you say that, uh, you know, the fact that there were text messages that were erased, uh, people working around uh, the rules, is is there any opportunity for legal action in regards to uh, what's transpired here? Well, the the CEO uh, is gone. Uh, The CFO, uh, who was also named, is gone. Uh, The report uh, highlighted that uh, from what they had seen, that there wasn't enough for uh, criminal action. And so, uh, you know, so I think the space for, for that is limited. I mean, again, our, our focus from this report and making sure of public is because, A, we want to make sure that there's full transparency in what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. But we know after we got the recommendations, all the pieces, the foundational pieces that we need to put in place, BC Housing will be uh, in a better place to build the, the critically important housing people need. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the audit, $90 million in public funds was advanced uh, to, to Atira between the end of 2020 and 2022, 
with little to no financial accounting, to my understanding, according to the report. Uh, and, and you provided some of the details uh, in this conversation. My final question to you is, yes, you can blame Atira. You can blame their former CEO. You can blame, blame the present uh, leader of Atira. Does the NDP government bear any blame for any of this? Well, just again, I'll, I'll go back to the point I made earlier, was that we uh, this uh, re- arrangement was there since 2010. The uh, forensic investigation that we've asked uh, uh, EY to do only went to 2016. We don't know what happened before 2016. So it's, uh, it's I think, a little premature to say that it's one government. I can say to you that we took it seriously. We uh, called in a forensic investigation when things were seen. The premier... Uh, move the board uh, in order to get the things that needed to be done done. And uh, we made the report very public. And, you know, we are seeing significant historic level of investments being made in housing because we're in a housing crisis. And so we're going to continue to make investments to build the housing that people need in our communities. But we're going to do it in a way that's transparent to people, just as we released the report today. Minister, thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me, Jazz.